0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hello, hello, hello. I am your host, Rochelle Lucero, and it's lovely to be with you guys today, and I'm so happy to bring you today's topic, which is work and prayer. Most of our daily lives are so busy, they're so full of noise that it can make it hard for us to find time to set aside for prayer. It can be very challenging. Typically, on our previous episodes, I've stressed setting aside time for intentional meditation, praying with scriptures, or any other devotional that you feel called to. Now, these practices are extremely important and crazy beneficial to your relationship with God and your growth in holiness and wholeness. But what about the rest of your day? What is that? If you're not praying, does that just make it less important, not as valuable as your time spent in prayer? Is that what we're we're deducing here? No, not at all. That is not the truth. See, when done with the proper intention, your work can be your prayer. In fact, it's said that prayer is the work of God and work is the prayer of man. How cute is that? So how is this possible? St. Benedict of Nursia, he was a monk who lived from 480 to, from 480 all the way until 550 AD. And he can help us to understand this because his motto was Ora et Labora. And I think it's so cute how it's like rhymy and everything, but it's Latin for prayer and work. St. Benedict desired to sanctify the day with prayer. So in 516, he wrote what we refer to as the rule of St. Benedict. And the rule is a way of life meant for monastic communities. And it addresses both the spiritual and the administrative features of that. Community, But for our purposes, we're interested in the spiritual components that he was referring to because he took a very, very balanced approach at daily life. And I think that his acknowledgement of the partnership between prayer and work is what made him so popular, or I should say his rule so popular. And actually, if you didn't know, I find it very interesting that most religious orders do follow the rule of St. Benedict with little tweaks, of course, that, you know, suit their particular charism. But I mean, that's probably why he's considered the founder of Western monasticism. Okay, so in chapter 16 of his rule, St. Benedict called for praying the liturgy of the hours throughout the day in order to keep prayer weaved throughout the day so that it sanctifies the day. And you may have heard of liturgy of the hours and that that. Really, basically, what it is. They're set prayers that are supposed to be prayed at set times in order to sanctify your day. Saint Benedict specifies seven times a day, these prayers should be said. And that comes from the Psalms. So in Psalm 119, we read seven times a day, I praise thee for thy righteous ordinances. So, and we also know that, you know, seven's a pretty awesome number within the faith. And so there are seven times in the day in which we pray the liturgy of the hours as a church. And so those times would be midnight, 3 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m. And by splitting up the day into these six sections, participants are able to, one, refocus, and two, to consecrate the next section of their day to God, which basically means you're able to offer up those sections of your day as true gifts to God, you know, a gift of yourself and a gift of your deeds. You're making it holy or you're letting, you're inviting God into it to make it holy. And so that's all you have to do, right? Everyone, so go out, learn how to pray the liturgy of the hours and do it at 3am, 9am, noon, 3pm, 6pm and 9pm. That's it. You're done. Just kidding. I'm not going to leave it there. (laughs) I mean, if you want to go out and do that, more power to you. That's a great idea. The Liturgy of the Hours, it's beautiful. But what about those of us who are unable to carve out time at these specific intervals of the day in order to recite the Liturgy of the Hours? I have an answer. We can be aware of the spirit of the hours because each one of these hours has a theme. And not everybody that prays the Liturgy of the Hours is aware that there are themes for every hour. So just putting that out there. If you do pray the Liturgy of the Hours, are you aware of the themes? If you're not, this is important for you to know. And even if you are aware, this can also help to um, reinvigorate your passion for them. Okay, so they're called Liturgy of the Hours, but obviously I've only listed seven hours. So I'm going to continue to refer to them, you know, as this hour or that hour, but We now know that those hours are designated for 3 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m., okay? Also, midnight's in there as well, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, so when we know what these themes are, we can still be true to the spirit of that portion of our day and sanctify that portion of our day accordingly. Here they are. If you're the type of person who wants to take notes, this is the place to start taking notes, Um, as well as this is the time for you to start thinking about a friend or a family member who you know would like this or benefit from knowing how to do this. Start thinking of them now and keep them in your mind while we go through and, you know, you take your notes or you don't take your notes, whatever you're going to do. Technically, the hours begin at midnight. But I'm going to start at 3am because that just makes more sense in my daily life. Okay, so 3am is called lauds. Lauds is said at daybreak. And the name lauds comes from laudatory, which means thanks. And so the prayers prayed at this time of the day are prayers of praise. What are you praising God for? You can praise him for many things, but two of those things are the first light of creation. And then the second thing is the second light that came with the Paschal victory. Do you see the connection between these two things that we're being thankful for and daybreak, right? Both of these things to be thankful for have to do with light and daybreak. Since I am not awake at 3 a.m., and I typically just consider LODs to be the time when I wake up because I figure that's when my day breaks. So the theme of this hour, I'll typically do this when I wake up, which is in between six and seven, it's praise, it's gratitude and it's joy. Okay, so moving on and 9am is considered mid-morning and this is when terse is traditionally prayed and during this time we align ourselves with the disciples in the upper room because scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples when during mid-morning. The theme here is communion with the Holy Spirit because we're going to need him in order to be able to fulfill all that we need to do during that day. So at noon, we pray sext, S-E-X-T. Because it's midday, we're beginning to become weary, and when that happens, we're less mindful of God and less mindful of charity in general, of other people. It's harder for us to resist temptation because we're just becoming weary with the work of the day, with the interactions of the day. Here, our theme is a renewed fervor in our commitment to offering our work and our interactions with others to God. We want to be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And as the day goes on, It's not going to get any easier. So we need to call on the Lord to renew that fervor within us. And that's why when we get to 3 p.m., which is considered mid-afternoon, we need to top up our prayer. So the theme at mid-afternoon is the impermanence of everything, right? Everything is passing away. And for that reason, we want to focus on continuing to bear fruit. But we also want to focus on forgiveness. So now at the end of the day, this is sometimes referred to as evening prayer or vespers, traditionally done at 6 p.m. So here we should reflect on the day with a humility and recognize that the struggle that we had throughout the day, and I'm not saying that like by the time we get to 6 p.m., you know, we're in horrible cranky moods or anything like that. I'm just saying that we just lived quite a lot of hours. And in every moment, we have a decision to turn towards God or to turn away from him. The theme of, of the day at this point is, is on rest as well as on Thanksgiving for not killing anyone. I'm just kidding, but legitimately on Thanksgiving for the Lord's providence and his grace to assist us throughout the day. This theme also has an element of healing, which I find very interesting. And it just brings back that whole needing to be honest with where we fell and maybe where other people have fallen and affected our inner state. Where are we at? Okay, the next hour that we pray is at sunset. So it's during, you know, it has to be dark. Well, it doesn't have to be dark, but traditionally that's when it was. Now we just say 9 p.m. And this time of the day is referred, these prayers are referred to as Compline. Because it's dark at this time, we are to practice the art of dying. Yeah, you heard me right. We are to practice the art of dying. And this could be with regards to literal death, you know, and being unafraid of it, as well as death to our own will, death to the world, and so on. Now, the darkness at this time of the day symbolizes the mysterious presence of the depth of God's mercy. And this is the theme of this hour of the day. And lastly, we arrive at Matins, which is prayed at midnight. And now technically, I've told you that um, Matins is the first prayer of the day because back in the day, this is when the day was considered to have started. And I don't know how many times I just said day within four seconds. But who's counting? For me, like I said, my schedule, it doesn't make sense for me to start my day at 12 p.m. And if I am up at midnight, which unfortunately is becoming more and more common, the theme that I would focus on here is the coming of the bridegroom who can arrive at any moment. If we recall scripture about the 10 maidens who went out at night to wait for the bridegroom and five were foolish and five were wise, right? And so the five that were wise were the ones who were prepared. By staying true to all of these themes of the hours, we can consecrate to God the whole cycle of our day, which I love. You just have to pause momentarily and recall those themes throughout your day at the hour in which they are prescribed, right? And by doing that, this is going to help keep us united to Christ and to each other in the church. I think the best way to do this, practically speaking, is to set alarms or reminders on your phone or your calendars for these times of the day. And literally, it can take you two minutes, right? Because first, what are you going to do? You're going to remind yourself of the theme. You're going to look ahead to what you're about to do within the next three-hour block approximately. And then you're going to offer whatever you're going to do to God. Imagine it, visualize it, say it out loud whatever works for you, and just say, Lord, I give this to you. And then you're also going to ask him to help you fulfill that theme of that hour. And then bada bing, bada boom. You just made your work a prayer. Now, the trick here is to say true to the theme of that hour. And I think this can be done just by pausing for a moment and reminding yourself of what it is and focusing on God. If you feel a little distracted or really I've found whenever I don't feel peace is when I need to remind myself of this. So I'm sure a few people have rushed through your mind as you were taking notes or not taking notes. But now's the time for you to pull out your phone and text them because this is incredibly important for the busy person, for the person who just wants to be closer to the Lord, the person who's not as familiar with praying. Really, it's good for anyone and everyone. It's good for you, and I think it's easy. And so I'll let you do that right now. You can text and listen at the same time because what I'm about to say next isn't that deep, all right? You know, if you're following me on Instagram, don't forget to subscribe to the Clumsy Theosis podcast, which is available where all good podcasts are found. And don't forget to stick around to listen to the outro of this podcast because there's a lot of pertinent information there for you. All right, everybody. Until our next episode, peace out.